0: Hello and welcome to the Betches Up Podcast. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And I'm Marissa Cavis. And today we're going to be devoting the entire episode to talking about the crazy abortion bills that have been popping up and really coming to a head. So I am here with my guest host, Marissa, and we are so excited to get into it. Betches Media presents... I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. do you like beer, Senator, or not? Um, my party is going <laughs> crazy. <laughs> You're the puppet. Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup podcast. America! So many of you guys may remember Marissa from our Let's Fucking Do It activism series. And Marissa, for those of you who are new, Marissa is a freelance writer and political commentator. And she has a ton of resources and is here to tell us all about the Alabama bill, the Georgia bill, and who knows what other All bills are going to pop up. <laughs> Later in the episode, we're going to be joined by Amanda Rays, who's president of the Yellowhammer Fund, an organization that provides financial assistance to those seeking abortion care in the state of Alabama. But first, let's talk about these bills.
1: All hell has broken loose. It has. <laughs> I, I, it's. It sort of feels like, I, I can't say for sure that it's a coordinated effort, but it feels like these state legislatures are like, let's just blow everyone's minds. feels like a
0: triple front attack or or more, because now I think, so what states are we in? We're in Georgia, Alabama. Where have they
1: passed so far? Where have they passed? Yeah, uh, Georgia, Alabama, um, Ohio, Ohio, Mississippi
0: i um, hear missouri is kentucky up.
1: and missouri happened this morning oh okay in the dead of night they yeah. started debating it yesterday afternoon at four o'clock in the afternoon they said they're taking a brief recess and that turned into a 10 hour recess and they reconvened around 3 a.m this morning in the missouri state senate wow so no rush guys yeah they're just like trying to steal women's rights in the dark of night and so it passed twenty four to ten, the twenty four Republicans, ten Democrats. Guess, guess the the uh, the racial makeup of the Republicans.
0: They're all white men.
1: They are twenty one white men, three white women.
0: Okay. So three white women. We're looking yeah. at you.
1: Yeah, thanks. Thanks, white women. Yeah.
0: I call them the Mrs. Hitlers.
1: <laughs> um, I feel like I'm not sure if it's too extreme
0: of a name and then I might want to cool it down so when there really is well, like if you a want, Mrs. Hitler. if you but want
1: like a, a, a little bit more chill term... Um, uh, this activist um, Mona Eltawahe. I am not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. She calls them the foot soldiers of the patriarchy. okay. <laughs> that sounds like
0: a good that sounds like a good name. yes. um so let's let's talk about the bills themselves yes. um so it seems like they're all a bit different. the worst one being the Alabama bill, but they all seem to be slightly different in the in the extremeness of them, for example, Alabama, uh, Alabama's no abortion at all. Georgia's six weeks, and Missouri is eight weeks. Yes, and it seems like they what their general approach is is that they're trying to find a bill that the Supreme Court will accept that is not maybe too much, but it is st- it is still a lot, and it will still be a very large change to our abortion rights.
1: Yes. They, it's sort of like this shock and awe <laughs> campaign. Um, the the Missouri bill that passed this morning was comparatively the least extreme, but that is by, I mean, it's it's still completely restrictive. Um, there are no exceptions for rape and incest. The only exceptions is if there is um, the, the health of the mother is in danger, but I think that is going to be like a really high bar to clear, like you'd have to prove some really imminent thing right um, otherwise you uh, you're stuck with that pregnancy Good wow luck. so in addition to
0: that there's also provisions that will prosecute doctors and they'll get 99 years in prison for performing in an abortion alabama, yes in alabama what state is it i think it's georgia that if they leave the state they and if the woman leaves the state to get an abortion and then comes back that she is that can still be criminally prosecuted
1: yes that's georgia it's that's not confirmed but if you look at the georgia criminal code and kind of extrapolate it then that it, you could interpret it that way and um i don't know if that's a risk that a lot of women will want to take and, right. and people who help them could be possibly prosecuted for being accessories to, to helping them seek an out-of-state abortion
0: wow what wh- which bill is it that talks about the ectopic pregnancies and implanting and a, re-implanting an ectopic pregnancy, which is not a physically possible procedure. Well, that was
1: talked about in Georgia, I believe. And um, the, the cool thing about all these men who are taking control of our bodies is that they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. They're not doctors. And right. although, although I, I learned this morning that one of the, the state legislatures in Alabama who helped write the bill there is an OB-GYN. Oh,
0: definitely want to go to him for sure
1: and he has been his medical license has been like complete um continually under review because multiple babies have died under his watch and yet he's still serving in the alabama state legislature and still writing laws and yet he's still pro-life yeah yeah It's except, except you killed a couple of babies so i don't know right so is
0: what what else is there? Um, what about Plan B? Will people still be able to get Plan B? Or I saw something. I'm not sure which bill it was in about. They allow birth control, but for non-abortive procedures. Is that well, like a plan, dig at Plan
1: B? Well, Plan B isn't an abortion, so. Right. Um, I, I don't know But that doesn't mean that they don't say that it is of course <laughs> yeah I, I, the facts are, are just pesky little things um, but yeah. but something that it might be good for people to know and well actually uh, before I say this I think it's really important that everyone knows that none of these laws have taken effect yet abortion is still legal in all 50 states and so people need to know that if you have um, a current appointment or you're seeking an appointment you can still get one so operate business as usual and um, but if any of these are to take effect something good to know is that plan B is available over-the-counter and that it lasts for four years is a shelf life of four years So stock up, ladies. Yeah, but there's obviously myriad issues with Plan B. It it diminishes in effectiveness the more you take it, and it only works for women 165 pounds or below. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyone who watches Shrill will know that. Oh, right. I do remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about some of the implications
0: with the Supreme Court. Um, They obviously, these state legislatures obviously believe that they are facing a friendly Supreme Court yes, and that that's what they're trying to do which they've been trying to do for years
1: well there was so much panic around Trump's Supreme Court nominees about overturning Roe that was really the main focus of so many activists fears and we were told that we were being unreasonable and Susan Collins everyone's favorite lady in the Senate she was like I remember her big dramatic floor speech when she said that she was going to support Brett Kavanaugh she was like that's not going to happen he's assured me it's not going to happen and it's like Susan Suze. Susan Susie Susie Q Yeah Seriously Get with it Like it, it, this isn't an unfounded fear act pro anti-abortion activists have been trying to make this happen for years she gets on the shit
0: list the Mitch McConnell shit list Yes So what so a lot of people asked me when we, when we surveyed the audience and asked for questions how what are the chances that we think roe will be overturned
1: it's really hard to say Uh, so much of it hinges on one supreme court justice roberts well actually i mean it hinges on will it go to the supreme court at all they have to agree to hear it and that could take years right and who knows who will be what on the court happen. at that point? I know. Right. <laughs> I,
0: I know. I worry about that RBG hang in there. I know.
1: Girl, take your vitamins. Oh, I know. <laughs> Eat or kill. Uh, so, I mean, let's, let,
0: let's say it's this court yeah. that we're talking about.
1: So, the odds, they're not great for... for pro abortion well this wouldn't be happening if the odds were great right like they knew this this is happening right now it's not a coincidence they locked in the court they needed to almost certainly have it overturned and then they just went ham yeah and so just Chief Justice Roberts he is considered the swing vote now that Anthony Kennedy is out of there which is like pretty hilarious because John Roberts is very conservative he's not he's not this kind of like middle the road kind of guy but he
0: does he is known to care about public opinion and how the court is perceived so he's a pragmatist he's a pragmatist so what is Americans actual opinion on abortion Americans support opinion. abortion access. Do we have percentages so that people can tell their racist uncle? <laughs>
1: um, so tell so, us. So Americans overwhelmingly support abortion access. Um, according to Data for Progress, there's no state in, in the country where support for banning abortion reaches even 25%. That's crazy. 25%.
0: What, what about when we talk about late term abortions? Because there's been a lot of confusion, I think, purposely introduced by the Republicans that. Democrats want to kill babies or they want to kill babies just before they're born What is that about like we need to really clear up the misconceptions about that?
1: So they're lying to you I mean, this isn't even a case of sort of fudging the truth. They're straight up lying So when Trump talks about they rip the baby away from the mother and the doctor and the, the mother decide whether or not the baby should live or die That that's infanticide that is murder Um, there are very, very rare cases where a child is born and they are, you know, there are severely ill, there are severe complications and you kind of have to decide what comes next, but you are not like strangling the baby the way they make it sound. It's so violent and it's so triggering for so many women who have had to go through these really traumatic experiences. And so late, late term abortion itself is a Republican phrase. Yeah. It's, it should be later abortion because late term, it makes you think like right it's, before you give birth. Right. Because that's what they want you to think. Right. But it really means later in the pregnancy when there are complications arising or, um, I don't know, like you, you change, change your mind. <laughs> right. um, there's a bill that's being talked about in Michigan right now. Michigan, not, not like the South, like everyone wants to dismiss Alabama, Mississippi. You know, it's easy to write them off, even though you shouldn't because there are people fighting there too. But Michigan, you think of as a place that would never happen, right? Michigan's talking about late term abortion as defined by the second trimester.
0: That's like four months in. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) So this is how this is really this is really everywhere. And it's obviously supported by this propaganda campaign. I mean, you even have the president who is who says that he talks about he's like, oh, they ripped the beautiful babies from their beds and then they killed them. It's like, that's not what happens, bro. And like you're spreading lies. You're spreading lies so that and it's putting people in danger.
1: Yes. And yeah, it's it's meant to cause fear. And he knows that. His base acts from fear. It's this very primal thing. We all act
0: from fear. I'm sure. acting from fear right now. Yes. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> but you're so, able yeah. to think of beat before saying, oh my God, they're killing yeah. babies. Like think critically. <laughs> yeah. So before we call Amanda
0: and we get some actual opinions from on the ground in Alabama, let's talk. A lot of people said just they feel so helpless and what can they do? So let's talk about some things that they can do.
1: Absolutely. Um, so... The most straightforward thing you can do right now is donate money. Yeah to places like the Yellowhammer Fund, for where Amanda works, it is an Alabama-based abortion fund. And for those of you who don't know what an abortion fund is, um, they, the, you donate money and they go directly towards helping women access safe and legal abortion. So whether that's helping provide rides to their closest clinic, which could be hundreds of miles away in some states, or um, just giving them the resources to, to make sure that they are going to um, a, a reputable establishment
0: not the guy who's writing the the state the legislation who's killed many babies yeah don't you don't want to go to that guy don't go
1: to that guy um and then there are other abortion funds like um arc southeast um there's the the national network of abortion funds and they if you donate to them they distribute it across the different local funds so it's a it's a network of them um and then some other things that you can do is um The state legislatures, as we've talked about, are so important and they are making these rules. And you may think, oh, stuff happening in Alabama state legislature doesn't affect me. But guess what? If it goes up to the Supreme Court, it affects all of us. Right. So we need to care about who's getting elected there.
0: There's this great article in Slate. Um, they were talking about. I think I said it to you, yes. but they were talking about how all of these like small Republican moves that they do kind of behind your back without you seeing the the, the things that we don't care about naturally, like the state legislatures. That's how they get us, yep. because they think that because they get into the weeds of the small rules and like the sneaky things that the long
1: game, th- yeah, <laughs> the
0: long game that liberals are not as engaged with. And that is how they essentially pulled this off. And right now, what we're experiencing, all of these bills at one time, is the full-on attack that they've been waiting to basically yes, They've been carry rallying
1: out. the troops. They have been kind of This is like crunching. a 40-year,
0: 50-year situation in the making that we're now experiencing. And it's coming as a shock to all of us, but it really is not an accident that this happened.
1: Well, honestly, we talked about the heartbeat bill in Georgia over a month ago and tried to sound the alarm. And it really most, at least like from my perspective on my feeds, it fell on deaf ears. People did not really seem to care all that much. Right. Because people only
0: care when there's a panic. Right. And that's when it's too late.
1: Yeah, it's too late. We should have been caring about this a long time ago. Well, that's what conservatives do, right? They care about everything
0: all the time. They're a they're a minority, but they are small. They are zealous and they are vigilant, and they're on top of the long strategy. And they don't kind of rest on their
1: laurels the way I think we can tend to. And they also are united by religion. Yes. Well, so it's interesting. So something I've been thinking about
0: when people ask, what can I do? And I kind of want to be like, you know, you can donate money, but I think that really that's a band-aid because it gives people the sense that they've done something and they have done something. Mm-hmm. It gives people the sense that they've done something, but it doesn't solve the problem that 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 the fact that the Republicans have been able to pull this off over 50 years. Right. Because what they're, the reason that they're able to pull this off is because of engagement. Yes. And I think that as women, we are at such an important moment. I think that, and, wh- and when people ask me what should I do, what I what I've been telling them is, this is not maybe like an easy answer, but I've been saying, stay engaged, pay attention be part of this conversation and don't drop out of the conversation. I think you see that that the biggest moments, that the real upheavals occur at moments that are very sensitive to women. You have Brett Kavanaugh, you have Me Too, you have the children in the cages and that kicked up all of our maternal instincts. School shootings do the same thing for us. Yep. And I think that really the difference is that when women are actually mobilized, they're, when they're actually doing things, that's when we're able to make changes for to get what we want. Because we are We actually are the majority I think I heard a stat That women are going to make up 54% of the electorate And that is the That is the majority And if we actually Are engaged And pay attention The way that we are At these big very very harrowing moments that suddenly like kick us into overdrive but if we stay paying attention we're the ones who have the power
1: because that's what that's
0: what's gotten them
1: where they are and they're a minority but you're talking about progressive women because conservative women have stayed engaged they are like you said zealous they are mighty they are single issue voters and we're not single issue voters which puts us in a disadvantage in some ways but this is their thing so if progressive women could stay engaged and mobilized at the same levels as the conservative women, that is the way that we're going to beat them back. Right. Well, I think that what, what people don't realize are what progressive women or just women like us who are more passive
0: but agree with our stances. And we know that they do. We know that more people in America agree with progressive stances on guns, on abortion, on climate change, on all of these things. And I think that when we are actually... Acting on that rather than kind of sitting back and letting other people take care of our problems I think that that is when we actually will be
1: able to get What we want done, which is actually what the rest of the country wants, right? But we can't just channel our outrage into attacking the symptoms We have to actually help solve the route which is helping elect people into state legislatures that will Advanced legislation that represents the majority of the people and isn't subverting their will like right. is what is? What's being done in literally every state right? I mean, I had someone reach out to
0: me saying she she called her senator for the first time She's like I was babbling and I didn't know what I was saying But I called and I was really proud of myself And I was thinking like that's what everyone needs to hear because ultimately this is a game of volume mm-hmm. and the way that they get Us is they make us think that our votes don't matter or that your little vote for the state legislature Isn't important that your call to the senator isn't actually doing anything that your vote vote in New York doesn't really matter but really it is a game of volume and so you
1: do matter we all do matter so much we saw that in 2018 with the midterm elections it was all about volume that's how we got all those women elected that's how we flipped 40 plus seats yeah and so there are organizations where you can help make that happen on the state level like um, their sister district Mm -hmm. and um, you can help in a variety of ways you could do text banking phone banking writing postcards help fundraise and it may seem like this kind of small throwaway thing like oh helping a legislative race in Alabama but it actually doesn't take a lot of resources to make a a dent in a race that small right so if we put you know a a couple hundred volunteers behind one race that that could mean everything right and don't let the fact that what you're doing the, the fact that what you do feel small
0: Deter you because that's how they get you They make you feel like you don't matter Like you don't count Like your vote isn't going to change anything Like no one agrees with you And that's how they get what they want done Think of yourself as
1: like an ant You know how ants if they work together They can pick up something like What is it a thousand times their weight Or something we're we're ants, We're y'all. all ants,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like a favorable comparison. Yeah. <laughs> so let's call Amanda and talk to her. Uh, like we said earlier, Amanda is from Yellowhammer Fund. She is on the ground in Alabama. So we're going to get a little bit of a taste of what things are like, and she's going to help give us more suggestions about what we can do. This episode is brought to you by OpenFit. Open Fit is an at-home gym program that is bringing you something new that makes it even easier to never miss a sweat session. Lose the commute to the gym and let the workouts come to you. So if you guys are a Diet Starts Tomorrow listeners, you know that I love an at-home workout more than anything. You don't have to go to the gym. You can do it for as long as you want. You can just do it on your computer, on your on your iPhone, on your TV. I prefer to airplay things. There's so many different options. You work out on your own schedule. You, some examples of things you could do are 600 seconds with celebrity trainer, Devin Wiggins. That packs fat burning, muscle building, and body sculpting all into one session at a fraction of the time. You can access it anywhere. Like I said earlier, I bring it to me, I bring it with me on weekends away, to weddings, on vacations, all these things. And it has really changed the way I worked I work out. So with our code SUP, you can join me on a fitness journey and personalize it all for yourself. Again, use our code SUP. And during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit. And all you have to do is text SUP, that's SUP to 303030 303030. You'll get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition information totally free. Again, all you have to do is text SUP to 303030 303030. Thank you so much for joining us, Amanda. Welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, we're we're so grateful that you took the time and during what I imagine is an extremely crazy week. So I'm just curious, what is, what's the mood like on the ground right now in Alabama?
2: Um, you know, I think a lot of folks have asked me this and I think a lot of folks have been wanting us to feel really demoralized, but we are really energized and we are really ready to show folks that we're not going anywhere and that we are not going to allow abortion to become inaccessible for Alabama.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really great to hear that you're energized and that you're leading with the positive attitude because I think a lot of people can be really fatalistic about it. Um, So I'm wondering what what comes next in in your fight on the ground?
2: Yeah, so... What comes next is, I think mean, you know, we just dig in um, to what we're doing and try to get people to invest in what we're doing, which they already are. Um, I think I noticed a lot of the same thing you were talking about earlier this year in regard to sort of a demotivation among you know people. I feel like we're two years into the Trump era and so many of the things that we have done to sort of thwart uh, the things that he has done, and the administration has done, and inspired, um, have been, you know, not as successful as we have wanted them to be. Um, our political efforts haven't, you know, borne as much through Our legal efforts, our electoral efforts, but I feel like maybe people are now saying that there is also another front, right, that we can fight these things on, right? It's the front, the mutual aid front, um, and that we're. Fighting these political, legal, and electoral fights, that we can invest in these aid structures that already exist, and ensure that while we're fighting these other fights, that people are getting the things that they need, right? And for us, that means that people are still getting the abortions that they need, that they aren't being criminalized um, for seeking abortion care, getting abortion care, and they're not dying. From seeking unsafe abortion care. Um, and so I am very hopeful um, in this moment, and it's become increasingly hopeful in the last 24 hours, that people are maybe becoming re-energized in the fight, you know, against fascism and conservatism in our nation, and see you know, that there are people who are on the ground um, who's been doing this work for years, um, and that there's another way that they can get involved. Absolutely,
0: yeah. So, I mean, I've seen Yellowhammer Fund pretty much everywhere in the past twenty four hours. Would you be able to share how much of an increase in donations you guys have received, or if you're able to, how much you've raised so far? Yes, yeah, so I can give you. Um, I I just cannot give you numbers about how much we've raised so far because.
2: We've all been so busy in the responses and so overwhelming, Um, and it's not just our PayPal that's getting hit. Um, You know, Kristen Gillibrand is fundraising for us. Kamala Harris is fundraising for us. Uh, NAYWOW, Planned Parenthood, um, is fundraising for us. Lingua Franca made a $150 cashier sweater that they're selling to fundraise for us. And so it's like, I mean, keeping track of it um, is is almost impossible um, at this point. Um, But I can say that I think in in 2018, we had a budget of probably less than $85,000, and we have definitely blown that out of the water. Um, And we funded 313 abortions in 2018, and we are going to fund at least one thousand abortions in 2019. That's
0: incredible. Wow. So, how can people? So, so if donations can come from out of state, how can people who are in Alabama, maybe near where you are, locally, how can they help physically with with your organization? Yes, we love some volunteers, Um
2: we need volunteer case managers to answer the phones to talk to people who are going to need abortion. We need people who are going to be clinic escorts, who will, you know, walk past the anti-abortion protesters yelling foul things at our patients and, you know, be with them and hold their hands. We need people who can drive someone from Birmingham to Tuscaloosa to get their abortion procedure, because Birmingham The largest city in our state doesn't have an abortion clinic. Those are the things that we need uh, from people here on the ground.
0: Can you tell us a bit more about the experience of being an escort? Because I think that that's something that is probably intimidating to many people. But I also feel that, you know, you might have a lot of people on the cusp who are thinking, you know, maybe I could do it. Maybe I can't. So how can we motivate people to get involved with something like that? Right, so I will say that
2: some of this work, especially escorting and doing the case management, is, can be very difficult um, emotionally. Um, and it does carry, you know, especially being an escort carries some risk um, physically and socially. Um, and I think that, you know, if people are scared of those things, maybe a little intimidated at doing those thing. Giving lives to folks is amazing. If you have a a guest bedroom in your home and you live in one of these cities where we have clinics, Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, Montgomery, can you have someone who is going to have their procedure the next morning stay in your guest room so they don't have to pay for a hotel or so they don't have to leave their home at 2 in the morning to access abortion care? Those are the things, you know, go and you know, maybe buy us a case of Plan B and send it to us. Um, You know, know, we we don't need Plan B right now. We did get a lovely grant for several thousand doses of Plan B that we are giving out. Well, that's Um, good. But those are the kinds of Mm. things... Right, that we need. Like, grab. We also are opening up um, a thing which was in our original budget for this year, but is definitely going to be. We're going to be able to execute the more robust plan. It's called the Reproductive Justice Resource Center. And if you are familiar at all with crisis pregnancy centers um, and the deceptive things they do to people who are pregnant and seeking information about, you know, their options or maybe resources for. Pregnancy and parenting, if that's the route we're going, right? They deceive them about that um, and end up not giving them a lot of resources because they're mostly focused on convincing folks not to get abortions. Um, we're opening a reproductive justice resource center that is going to give people real information about all of their options, including abortion. Um, and we're going to give out free condoms, menstrual products, plan B. And what type birth, formula, prenatal vitamins, all of these things, right, that you need to help you control your reproduction, care for your body, and care for your new children. And you know, we're going to open this up in Birmingham um, at the Birmingham Free Store, which is uh, a new thing that. Uh, a group of folks have opened. It's a completely free store. I know there's several of these um, all over the country. It's a pretty popular little model. Um, and they have agreed to be the host of our first reproductive justice resource center. And so that like people can, you know, we have this field like, send us diapers.
1: Yeah, it's well, it's like there's so many different things that, that women in, in this situation could possibly need. Um, and and I was curious, you mentioned that there is no abortion clinic in Birmingham. How many abortion clinics are there in the state of Alabama?
2: There are three clinics in the state of Alabama. One in Huntsville, which is in the north of the state, close to the border with Tennessee. One in Tuscaloosa, which is in the west of the state, an hour from the border of Mississippi. And one in Montgomery, which is the state capital, which is in the center of the state. So there is no abortion provider that serves the city of Mobile or the southern portion of our state.
0: Are those strategically placed near the border, the borders of Mississippi and Tennessee, so that people can come from there?
2: No, I don't think so. I think it was just like this is the right place at the right time. And these clinics haven't closed yet. Right. Um, and I think it's. We used to have many more clinics, but because of the terrorism that we have, that clinics have faced, and the abortion restrictions that have been legislated onto our clinics by our state, clinics are closed. I mean, I think, you know, less than a decade ago, there were 11
1: clinics in Alabama. We have three now. Wow, it's, it's unbelievable. Can you tell us
0: about some of the experiences with how you've been terrorized or how the various clinics that closed have been terrorized and also some of the legislation you've had to contend with that have caused those clinics to close? Yeah. Well, I mean,
2: last week, one of our clinic escorts at the West Alabama Women's Center in Tuscaloosa was hit by a car of an anti-abortion protester.
1: Pro life, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pro life protester. Yeah, and trying right. trying to run someone over—it's unbelievable.
2: So it's like you know, I mean, that that happened last week. Yeah. Um, and this person has been running through the parking lot of the clinic for months. Like he comes by randomly for months and terrorizes and threatens the clinic escorts, unless he hits someone with his car and. Uh, a clinic, I can't remember the year, it was in the early 90s. it was Eric Rudolph who bombed the 1994 Olympics. After that, he came and bombed a clinic in Birmingham and killed an off duty security guard and, wow. you know, seriously injured a nurse. Yeah. Right, so- right? And an abortion provider, an abortion provider that lived in Birmingham in the 90s was murdered in Pensacola, shot in cold blood. So and that's why we have uh, Abortion Providers Appreciation Day. We, we we have Abortion Providers Appreciation Day every year nationally um, because on the day that David Gunn was killed.
1: Yeah, because these these providers are, are putting their own bodies on the line in order to protect other women's bodies. Um, yeah. And it's it's such a, a risky um to get into but also so important and I think it's um I I wonder how you if someone was hesitant about getting involved about being an escort or volunteering like how would you sell them on getting involved
2: donate
1: really donate because Mm. you know we, we have people who
2: can do this who will do this who are doing this and so if you cannot for whatever reason you know, be active, like, as a volunteer, do this work. Like, we we need your money Um, because, as I've told several people over the last couple of days, us, abortion funds like us all over the country, like, we have the infrastructure and the systems that we need to get people safe care in our state, outside of our state, and outside of our country. And we know all of these work because we use all of them. And... So what we need right now, and I feel like what we are getting, is the money that we need to invest in this infrastructure to make it work, to make it so that people are not going to be criminalized for seeking abortion care, and that they are not going to die, because we are going to be able to get them to a place where they can get safe abortion care.
1: Yeah. Um I, I was curious, um, what, do you have kind of a recommended reading list or preferred outlets that, that you follow and would recommend for making sure that people that you're staying up to date on the latest abortion news?
2: Handbook for a post Roe America by Robin Marty. Robin's great. Great. Yes, that is one of the best... I mean, I've been doing this work for 10 years. That is one of the best pieces of writing on... How we got here, what may happen, and what to do. It is an excellent primer for anyone. I mean, if you're just getting into this movement, or even me, I learned a lot from it. I mean, I've been in this for like 10 years. And no matter where you are in the movement, that is an excellent book.
1: Can you just me. say the name again of the book, so make sure everyone can hear it? <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's uh, Robin Marty, Mm -hmm. and the text
0: is "Handbook for a Post-Roe America."
1: Post-Roe America. Well, that that's where we we don't (laughs) have
0: to actually be in a post-Roe America.
1: Yeah, and so uh, that kind of leads to the next question: What are the like, from your perspective, what are the odds that this goes all the way to the Supreme Court?
2: This bill is first and foremost about political grandstanding, right? If it has you know, they say they want this to go all the way to the Supreme Court and overturn Roe, and they do want that. That is true. There are already 14 pieces of legislation that are at the Supreme Court level that could have the effect of overturning Roe versus Wade.
0: Already? Already.
2: And that's not even, and there's all the stuff, right, that's already in all the lower courts, right? Right. And all of these new little pieces of legislation that have come out of state that are now working their way through, you know, their state fellows courts and things like that. And and there's even an Alabama a piece of Alabama legislation that's at the Supreme Court level. One of those thirteen uh, you know, pieces of legislation that are at the Supreme Court right now is a procedure ban that the state passed in the last few years. It's a ban on D&E procedures, which is the most common form of second trimester abortion. It's basically the only form of second trimester abortions um, that people perform, um, because it's the easiest, um, and it's just the best way. It's the recommended way. And, right, Alabama technically banned it, Um, but a lower court um, has not allowed that to take that effect. And... Now it is up to the Supreme Court level, and for several weeks for so months actually, um, the Supreme Court justices have been able to bring up this d and ban at a conference, but they haven't yet. So right? they, they, still, they keep delaying right? they, they have it on their schedule to conference on, um, but they keep you know putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And so it's like it looks to me that the Supreme Court at this moment, Is not really motivated to hear an argument about Roe versus Wade. And even if they do become motivated to hear an argument about Roe versus Wade, it's highly unlikely that it's going to be from this bill. And so what these legislators are, in effect, doing is prepping for 2020. And they're doing so in a really dangerous way. Because they are inflaming anti-abortion sentiment across our state and across our nation, right? And you can see this, but because one of our clinic escorts just got hit by a car,
1: right? So they're just trying to raise the profile of of anti-abortion activism and trying to re-engage people so that they are <laughs> so, so that they will vote as a single issue voter in twenty twenty. Right, and
2: you know, they they also they do want to ban abortion. Like, if it did, you know, make abortion illegal and inaccessible in Alabama and illegal and inaccessible
0: in the United States, they would be so happy. I mean, they would love that. That is also their secondary goal. So, so what does that world look like? Meaning, is it kind of the same as pre Roe worlds, like, or is it no. will women be forced to carry? Pregnancies to term, unless they find some sort of backdoor. Is that really what no, we're looking I don't at? So,
2: okay. no, I don't think so at all. I mean, yes, you know, there will be people who are not able to access abortion care, and you will be forced to carry pregnancies to term. There will be people who have uh, unsafe abortions, you know, that they have medical complications from and that they die from. Um, but this is very different we live in a very different world um, than, you know, the pre-war world. Um, I mean, we have the internet. Uh, and, you know, we have all of these other forms of communication. Women have actually, like, more other, you know, types of, of rights, um, of things you can do and, and money we can access and things like that. And we have abortion funds, right? We have abortion funds all over the nation and all over the world, right? Yes. Um, and so you know, what a, a post row I know Robin Martin got into a lot of trouble um, a few months ago, you know, talking about um, her, you know, vision of a, of a post-Roe um, America, and, uh, you know, saying that she would be glad um, that, you know, Roe versus Wade is overturned um, and got a lot of slack for it, which I can understand because, it's like yes, people will die, people will suffer. Um, but, we will be able to see that it's not just Roe that's supporting abortion access, right? It's these funds, right? These funds are going to have people's backs because we know how to get people the safe care that they need because we've been doing it for decades, right? We've been doing this for years, but the people in our network have been doing this for literal decades. Yeah, Um, and and there have been been opponents. Yeah, we have an overwhelming amount of knowledge. Um, you know, in these pe- you know in these people and support um, and also networks, right? We have local, national, and international networks um, of people that we can call on. So really, what we would need uh, for a post row America and how we would prepare uh, for a post row America is really giving abortion funds money so that we can invest in the systems that we have, so we can build up the kind of Uh, Protections, also, you know, that we need to make sure that we're not coming under attack by, you know, zealots and their
1: lawyers. Yeah, and and this has been a battle since Roe was decided. So there's there's always been opponents, and like you said, there have been people who've been doing this work for years that they they know how the other side ticks, and they know what needs to be in place in order to keep as many women safe as possible, should Roe be overturned. And, and so it's 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 in some ways comforting knowing that we have people like you and the Yellowhammer Fund and other funds to to keep us safe in the event. And I just think that um, it, it helps not to panic as much. I mean, it does,
0: <laughs> to be honest.
1: And, and it's, you it's your back. Yeah. You're
0: back
1: <laughs> Well, thank you. I mean, all the work you do is so crucial, and it's been really exciting seeing everyone talking about the Yellowhammer Fund and just like learning about abortion funds and as a as a, a thing that exists in this country. It's, it's so crucial. I know it's. I know. Open, but... I love it. It's beautiful.
0: <laughs> so, thank you so For much. Having, we're having our glow up yes we are having
2: our
1: glow up and it's going to be beautiful <laughs> yes well we're, we're glad to to be a part of this uh this really kind of crazy glow up <laughs> yeah. yeah i just hope that things go in our way in our favor
0: um so guys you can follow Yellowhammer fund at at yellow fund on instagram and twitter on, and twitter you can donate to them and like amanda says any any donation really helps, helps them work on their infrastructure to get women the help that they need so that when someone has to drive 200 or 300 miles in order to access safe abortion care, that we can, that those women are not forced to essentially have those babies that they do not want to have. And abortion is have safe in some
1: cases. and legal. Yes. And we should remember that. Yes. Um, thank you so yes. much, Amanda. And not
2: only women have abortions.
1: What's that? And not only women have abortions. That's right. Yeah. It's yeah. not just women. Right. No one talks about the men and the fact that... And also, yeah, yeah trans folks and non-binary folks. It's it's uh, it's a an intersectional issue. Yes, it is. All right.
2: We're here. We're clear. We have abortions.
1: Yes. <laughs> thank you so much, Amanda. This was amazing. And keep fighting the good fight for us. Yes.
2: Thank you, guys. And thank you for...
1: Giving me this amazing platform. And don't be scared, because
2: we
0: got your back. It's going to be okay. You're the best.
1: Thank Thank you. You. That's a nice message. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
0: This episode is brought to you by Lisa. Lisa is my absolute favorite mattress company. They know how important rest is to living a better life. And it really is. It really just changes all of your Mm -hmm. moods. So, Lisa is the foundation for a healthier, happier you. All Lisa products, whether it's mattresses, pillows, mattress covers, have been thoughtfully designed to go beyond creating a comfortable bed and transform your bedroom into a sanctuary that you actually want to spend time in.
3: Yeah, I got the Lisa hybrid mattress and I love it. It's like my back feels really good. My boyfriend and I can like sleep in like comfort in terms of like he sweats a lot. (laughs) <laughs> and so, like, I, I feel like I'm not, like, it, it's very airy. So, that's really cool.
0: It is very airy.
3: Um, Lisa believes that all people should have access to deep rest and relaxation. Lisa donates one mattress for every 10 they sell through organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention. To date, they've donated more than 32,000 mattresses through more than 1,000 nonprofits. Wow. And they're made in the USA. That's great. So... Don't miss out. Live healthier. Live happier. By resting deeper, order today and get 15% off your purchase for a limited time at lisa.com slash sup and use promo code sup. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash sup. Promo code sup. I've always wanted to be a cheerleader. I feel like I just was. And keep in mind that you also get a 100-night risk-free trial plus free shipping and returns. So... How are you feeling
1: after that? I feel a little better, honestly. I feel a little better, too. And it's really interesting that the point she brought up about 14 pieces of legislation being at the Supreme Court level, it's like they could pick this up whenever they want to. And they're kind of like, I'm good. I'm good.
3: Yeah. I think this is
0: why 2020 is so important. because. The, the, look, the only thing the Republicans have ever really cared about is the Supreme Court seats. That's why they'll vote for literally a fucking long ass tie,
1: <laughs> so that they an can empty get chair. an empty chairs. <laughs> so that
0: they can get Brett Kavanaugh. They literally remember when Clint, Clint Eastwood spoke to the chair at the oh, Republican yeah. or was it the
1: Oscars? No, it was the like a National Convention yeah I'll never forget that yeah that's what that's where we are when Bill American Barr didn't show up at the hearing I, it was like shades of Clint yeah it was. <laughs> it was 50 shades of Clint yeah so I mean I think
0: that this is if if anything I hope that this is helping us all learn how important it is to be engaged at every step of the way because if we're not the Republicans conservatives are ready to swoop in with their long-held plans that they've been working on since like I don't know Roosevelt. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> am I right? I think it's important to know that there are things that you can do, and it's not a hopeless situation. Even though I probably sounded pretty hopeless <laughs> a few minutes ago. <laughs> it, here's the thing: it, 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 if you don't do something, it is hopeless. Right? It's
0: really only as hell You're you're only as hopeless as you are negligent to do something yeah and that i think goes for all of us and that we all have to realize that we all matter because it is a volume game and if you're not part of the volume then you can't matter so don't don't think that oh you just don't matter right
1: my mom texted me yesterday and she was like i'm livid about this alabama abortion stuff and I I'm just like I want I hope everyone's mom is livid I hope yeah. everyone's dad brother sister like barista everyone needs to be really really livid and act yes just my, mom's been, my
0: mom's been warning <laughs> me about this since I was like shouldn't have even known about abortion <laughs> honestly <laughs> she was like she would always tell me like you can't vote for the right to lifers even if they're a democrat <laughs> so.
1: yeah I mean there's there's a, a Anti-abortion Democrat from Illinois In Congress right now Dan Lipinski oh. And um, the Head of the Democratic Congressional Committee Sherry Bustos is fundraising for him
0: That's terrible
1: Yeah. So it's like we all gotta get on board There is yeah. a zero tolerance For anti-abortion Democrats yes. Not a thing, don't even think about it Do not think you can sell us down the river Because we're not going to take it
0: We're not going to take it, hear that Joe Manchin Um <laughs> Sorry, that was a dick. Okay. <laughs> Thank you Marissa. Imagine, imagine
1: if Joe Manchin listened yeah. to this. Oh, I would I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said hello hey Joe
0: Um, (laughs) I don't know where that came from I'm sorry Um, okay Marissa thank you so much we are so excited to have you back in the future we love this long standing podcast partnership and thank you for co-hosting with me today
1: I love it thank you for having me we hope
0: you all enjoy the episode DM us your thoughts email sup at betches.com
1: and if you want to chat more with me Marissa you can tweet me at Marissa Cabus on Twitter Um, I'm there a lot (laughs) yes she is and just one last
0: thing we are having a sub live show at carolines next week next wednesday may 22nd at 7 p.m it's going to be awesome brian elise and i are hosting we will be joined by chris burns aka fat carrie bradshaw to open the show comedian michelle collins to join us as a guest during the show so you guys should all get tickets you can get them at betches.co slash carolines if you use the code covfefe, (laughs) c-o-v-f-e-f-e you will get tickets for $10. So be sure to use the code so you can get cheaper tickets. We are so excited. We're going to play awesome games like Florida or Fiction, Who's the Worst Congressman, and then we call them and let them know they won. Don't worry because their numbers are public. So be sure to get tickets for the show, slash Carolines. It's going to be really awesome. I'm super code, excited. Code, fefe. Yes, Marissa will be there, we hope. Um, she has to see what her dinner plans are. Um, but that's not an excuse for any of you. So, until the end of democracy, I'm Sammy Fishbine.
1: I'm Marissa Cavis.
0: And this has been the Betches Sub Podcast. Betches.